0: Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And we couldn't let 2022 go by without recognizing the anniversary of an album that we've talked about for years and years. We've joked about. We might do some of that here. That would be the 40th anniversary of George Harrison's Gone Tropo. So Chris, I know we've been waiting we we've joked about doing this one for years so i'm i'm glad we're actually addressing it before the anniversary goes but uh you actually suggested this i believe
1: yeah i was like what's an anniversary this year and i'm like oh how about this uh, this and particularly we just did big revolver set uh which was a, a very enjoyable a high rated obviously we're going to just glow about that <laughs> oh yeah set so might be a good time to slip in something that maybe not is not as popular of an album maybe not a higher thought of as a a, a high great uh one of the this uh, artist's top albums or anything like that uh and i appreciate dave you wearing the glasses and the big big hat <laughs> today that's really got, great is that a week go- too or did it- you grow out that hair
0: yeah, it is. It is. I I've oh, gone okay. tropo myself <laughs> now. Uh I'm I'm feeling okay. like a it's really cold here in Kansas City. I know it's cold in Chicago too. So I could use some of that tropical weather that George got going to Hawaii and yeah. some of the uh, the steel drums and the marimba yeah. and all the different instruments. So Yeah. Well, it'll be it'll be interesting because uh, this is one of those albums that it's funny, when I was doing the research this week, looking things up, it's one of those albums that flies under the radar a lot, and mm-hmm. I think George intended it, I mean, he didn't really do anything to publicize it either, but it's also, of maybe, we'll talk about this at the end, but it could be, oh, this is now a very underrated album, and so we're going to look at it much more favorably, because, oh, well, we George didn't have that much, so... Yeah, you know every there's there's some gems on here and we should talk about that so uh, when yeah. we get through everything i'll be interested to see if you agree with some of those takes
1: yes well over the years you and i have flippantly kind of joked about this album as if it's a, the one of the worst things ever <laughs> to happen i don't think it's that and in, no. in repeated listenings to it this week i don't think it's like the the worst, most disgusting thing ever to live, you know? No, it's not but electronic sound. It's not, it's <laughs> not like, uh, yeah, it's not an experimental album and it's not a really boring, bad. There are a few of those in the in the Ringo catalog that are yeah. just like, yeah. kind of like, oh man, it's so boring, so <laughs> terrible. As far as an album goes, just overall, having listened to it all week, I think it, it's a potentially great idea that he had mm. A great concept that, for the most part, fails in sort of clumsy execution, (laughs) at times weird choices, and a couple of really uninspired songs, I I think. But uh, some of the lyrics and song ideas on the album, I think, are good and kind of salvage it. The biggest thing I think we'll be talking about again and again as we go track by track is production. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. yeah good
0: way to get things started here i just yeah. uh, set us up even more i pulled out the rolling stone review from 1983 which was by steve pond and he says here uh, they say i'm not what i used to be all the same i'm happier than a willow tree sings george harrison and well it's great that george is happy but he's right about the career lately he's made a much better movie financier than musician And Gontrapo Harrison's version of a Jimmy Buffett album, isn't the record that will change (laughs) things. So offhand and breezy as to be utterly insubstantial, the LP is made up of throwaway ditties, instrumental fragments, and formulaic love songs. Yeah. So that was the critics, uh, you know, big, big notable critic at the time. So, yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, think this was recorded right after. Uh, somewhere in England, which, you know, George had a big hit with all those years ago, right after John Lennon's death. And mm-hmm. so, uh, well, that was kind of a weird album. We've talked about that before with the Hoagie Carmichael tunes and yeah, the the songs that were rejected, yeah,
1: unreleased. So this is yeah, his yeah. next like it's kind of a weird time i think for oh, George for sure i i feel like uh the 79 album uh george harrison uh, obviously we both uh think very very highly of that one yeah oh yeah and then to follow that up with these uh, this one two punch of well that's why it's like uh two albums come out and then nothing comes out for five years and then cloud nine comes out and it's just like hailed as uh, such a comeback because the it's it's as if he's been away for ten full years or something yeah <laughs> it was, yeah It was really just a few years from between this album and that one but this album and somewhere in england both uh not not highly thought of i don't think at the time maybe maybe this one has grown in people's mind more so even than the previous one the previous one being like oh we should get it and i wonder if we will someday get a a box set with the original uh track listing and all that, you know,
0: it may be, but so. I think you stopped yourself because we know the Harrison <laughs> estate uh, and their track record of releases is not so great. But
1: yeah, so Gone Well, like I said, this concept. So, tropo, let's let's talk right off the bat yeah. here. Trapo. yes, a Gone trapo. that's not, a, it's an invention, nobody <laughs> uh, like ever has said before oh oh you're on vacation oh yeah i've gone trapo <laughs> although i might want to use that now
0: to somebody yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: when you're in the bahamas or something yeah um but there so there's a there's a idea there i think that of like a in it shows up in some tracks in some very poorly <laughs> that there's this idea to make this natural sounding album i wish it was a more natural sounding Mm. album george is one of the greats all time of integrating world music into pop songs i mean he was like one of the first to do the indian music thing so i think that there would be a potential here to write some some vacation vibes travelogue album that doesn't sound like a jimmy buffett album (laughs) sounds like a you know oh authentic more of uh diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Oh yeah. And kind of like integrating world music into the sort of travelogue kind of album. I don't know, maybe Egypt station kind of, <laughs> kind of traveling uh, album and, and to like put some of the music of the regions in there. I think there, there is some of that shoe horned in here in no, a poor, poor sounding way. <laughs> um instead of <laughs> well and he there was clearly the vibe going as i
0: already mentioned that he had a house in hawaii and he was Georgia felt pretty stable at this time too he was raising danny uh, marriage was good um uh, mm-hmm. just you know living life and kind of enjoying things and i think the like you say the spirit is there so if you look at the album cover which is by larry legs smith uh from the bonzo dog Doodah Band. Yeah, uh, you've got kind of a tropical motif here. You've got water at the top. You have a cactus with a hat. You've got, as you mentioned, George's Bahama hat and shades and long hair. You've got yep. parrots, uh, you've got sunglasses, a sun, um, kind of the whole whole idea. And then on the back, you have, uh, I guess, George's uh, always that tension between remember on the all things must pass uh, 2000 set he had the cover of the highway uh, kind of the showing highway that you know uh, industrialization was ruining things yeah well here on the back we have a cement mixer that's kind of on the uh, intrusive here to getting Mm -hmm. in the way of the and and trucks and cars and stuff so and a missile it looks like even at the
1: top i don't know
0: modernity yeah
1: so it's, it's a sort of a mixed message he's sending. Yes. Sort of exactly. like, oh, there's, there's fun, tropical, like having a good time. And then there is also the way of the world, which there's a couple of these songs that's really weighty sort of yes. like, this is the way it is and <laughs> it sucks, you know, kind of thing going on. Um, that's the way it goes, in fact. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also some songs that don't fit at all no to, to this whatever this kind of loose theme is yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about those i did i did want to say i think generally the lyrics on this album are pretty good mm-hmm. i don't i don't know yeah. there's a couple songs that are not great but generally i think like oh if they got this right production wise yeah it actually would have been a pretty good album but in know, a way
0: it's almost the mu- some of the music isn't so great exactly more of the issue here and and like you said it's 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 also a hodgepodge because you've got you know we'll talk about track by track of course but you have a cover you have a a old retread from the white album isher demos days like not guilty was on george harrison and then you have a song from a film yeah also kind of shoehorned on here so it's a strange collection of tunes
1: yeah exactly and the the other thing too is there's i think there was like an attempt here to do some things that were a little fun more whimsical kind yeah of cracker box policy and only in one case do it does i think that that succeeds in the other mm. cases i think it falls very flat <laughs> so yeah yeah so let's, so let's 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 get into it here all let's,
0: right well this is This was recorded uh, from May 5th to August 27th, 1982. So all summer, basically, of 1982. And it features some people who we haven't seen before. He wasn't playing with some of the standard people like Willie Weeks very much, or some of the group that was in the late 70s. Uh, I think Jim Keltner is on a couple tunes here. got some different people. It was produced by Ray Cooper, who... We saw a lot in the concert for George playing percussion, and then record uh, produced by Phil McDonald. Part of the issue with the album, as we know, why people haven't heard about it, is George did very little to promote it, and the singles flopped. It, it just yeah kind of went complete, like I mentioned, under the radar. Just the dreaded know. did not chart on one. Did of not yeah <laughs> yeah the did not chart uh, problem here. So. Yeah that's part of the issue here but yeah we'll get into the and that's pretty much all i've got on the it was oh it was also a, a last album for warner brothers for his it was a, kind of a contract ender mm-hmm. and that maybe also Those
1: often become uh your um what's that lou reed album that was oh, a contract ender yes I metal know machine that. music yeah yeah kind of like a big
0: fu to your yeah i'm done with this place <laughs> yeah exactly so i I, at least this was more listenable than metal machine music but
1: yeah i mean what it sounds to me about this album too is it sounds like a lot of effort went into it yeah it's just is the effort misplaced is the do do they say the production like who's the producer listed well there's three so it's
0: george and then ray cooper and then phil mcdonald so there's three producers you know the, the personnel on this album almost looks like a ringo album I was looking (laughs) through the list here and it goes on there's about 25 people here who are on this album a lot of background singers uh, a lot of mandolin extra instruments here accordion uh, all sorts of stuff so Glockenspiel so uh, yeah it's got a Ringo flavor to it in that sense but uh, anyway shall we get to it here that's right well, all we'll right. Get, so we'll get hit over the head with the first song here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, last thing I want to say is it's fairly short too. It, I don't know about yes. you, but I kept it kept breezing by. Uh, seemed like very well, with the exception of one or two songs that kind of wore out their welcome. But
1: it was pretty pretty <laughs> yeah. brief. You know, only... the, the main album proper is like thirty nine minutes, and then yeah. they, of course we get they give us a demo version. Yeah. Which, uh, you know. We'll we'll talk about that when we get to that too. Sure. Um, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty brief. So we we got "Wake Up, My Love" to start it up. Clever lyrics to be opening album with. Uh, here I go again. Hear that knocking? Won't you let me in? Only want that same old thing. Yet it's me here. Ring, ring, ring. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like here I come. I'm I'm gonna give you some music. Uh, but that keyboard at the beginning, Dave. <laughs> If I was woken up by this song, I'd be like, I know I'm not going to let you in. <laughs> so,
0: no, no, this. Not... So part of the issue and, you know, we we've heard some or I've watched some and heard some podcasts of people saying, well, you can't really bash the production because it's of its time. And you this is george why not well i know that's why not you can still record
1: things the old way that sounds good true (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to do it in a way that sounds bad and there are plenty of 1982 albums that sound fantastic like uh uh men at work yeah their album that's got you know all kinds of great music on it you know (laughs) tug of war tug of war yeah exactly so yeah that's true
0: well, this this one to me is marred by the. It's, it's like it's too
1: much going on. It's like, <laughs> you like a lot of that. There's like yeah. a lot of like these weird sort of like glissando. Yeah. Uh, um, keyboard sounds. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. The synths
0: are kind of all over the place. The baseline is trying to be funky, but it it doesn't. It, it, I don't know. It's very unsettling. It's very hard to. Groove to this song because it just doesn't seem, I don't know, it's very hard to get into for me. The feel yeah. of it, what is it? Is it a funk yeah. song? And is there's a like a, the drums
1: song? are, like, yeah, sort of like whoa, yeah, like, calm down. It's almost like you want the drums to calm down a little, yeah, uh, but otherwise, it's like very peppy and like, yeah, <laughs> so I don't know, there's something just way off about it yeah uh uh, uh, nick D'Erizo from ultimate classic rock here's a quote up from him woke up wake up my love sounds as dated as any (laughs) item as any beatles related 80s release this side of spies like us interesting Uh, yeah which is one of your faves
0: oh Oh, yeah I was I, I was really glad to see that was included on the single set i can hardly <laughs> wait to hear it again and upgraded 2022 remaster yeah. well maybe that remaster will fix it for you yeah it might be it might do it so yeah I think George sounds pretty good on this he sings he's very emphatic and he's very like sounds good singing on the song
1: yeah well there's a shell of a decent song here yeah. and the lyrics are good and the george's yeah. voice George's voice sounds great throughout yeah. the whole album Yeah. So, uh, which will, it's marred by some of this, these other singers, which we'll get to that. Yeah. uh, A lot of distractions from George's voice that are completely unnecessary. That's why I'm talking about give me some natural George here. So,
0: yeah, exactly. Anyway. All right. Well, then that's followed up by, and I should say, I knew you probably did too. Three of these songs on the album were on the Dark Horse, Best of Dark Horse uh cd which is how i learned about them first and the, the the first two are so wake up my love and then that's the way it goes and so this yeah. is another this is one of like I, th- I think you were alluding to
1: uh oh life is pretty bad and but that's just yeah. how it is there is a man talking of the promised land he'll acquire it with some Krugerand. Which is a South African coin. Now you think okay. a lot of people got that reference. <laughs> I didn't get that. Subdivide no. and deal it out. Feel his clout. He can stoop so low. And that's the way it goes. So it's just <laughs> sort of like a matter of fact, things stink kind of song. <laughs> but I, I I think the lyrics are, are, are decent enough. I'm just not sure what exactly the point was he was getting at. Yeah. Other than just... Things are bad. Yeah. You know, which is kind of a weird thing to put with sort of a a light kind of a lilting da, 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 background. It doesn't fit music. the music. Kind no. of like these really, I think poor sounding island drums kind of playing. <laughs> um, and then Played. of course yeah, and then a very thin guitar sound on this one. The solo is yeah, so weak. <laughs> And then what do you think of that whistly keyboard uh, solo?
0: You like that one? I don't know if we have George or Mike Moran to blame for that because they're both playing. It's both listed as synthesizer and keyboard. And then
1: uh, this is one of those places where we get these weird backup vocals from willie green who's, who's a bass vo- vocal i think is <laughs> he's credited as yes. it's only thrown in at the last line of each verse so it's like dun, 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 dun. He can't stoop. all there
0: is to know
1: it's kind of blowing away everything and you're like what is going on here he can't stoop so low, low. <laughs> So it's very bizarre, very odd choices. That's why I'm talking about about clumsy. Yeah. Idea. It's like the the songs <laughs> not bad. The 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 lyrics aren't bad. Yeah. The tunes not bad, but it's just so like. <laughs> <laughs> the really terrible '80s bass at the end. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: So, Almost like Lou Reed esque uh, yes. from that period.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Mary. So I I don't I kind of don't I don't dislike the song, but I just it's so distracting all these different yeah. production issues with it. You know.
0: I I want to second your point about the guitar weak weak sound because what what do you listen for in a George Harrison album? his guitar playing is guitar
1: playing one and his vocals and his vocals
0: too and both are yeah turned either way down or given the thinnest sound uh very yeah uh, a weak guitar that just stood out to me and he couldn't stoop so low (laughs) so i not a bad song it is a decent tune yeah um but yeah, really oh. the production kills it.
1: Yeah. So that's two songs in a row that I feel like they had the they had the potential of a a decent song. Yeah. That's kind of kind of messed up by the production. Yep. Now oh boy. the third song here, very odd choice, very out of place for the rest of the album. And released as a single and <laughs> yes, it got the failed the chart. And that's I really love you. <laughs> What do you? What's your? What? <laughs> why, Dave? I'm. I, this is such a puzzling choice to me to yeah. include this on this album.
0: Well, you had to give Willie Green something else to do because he's already yeah. at the session. So you get a lot of Willie Green. <laughs> do 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 do. Yeah. Uh, it's weird for a lot of reasons. One, George is. You don't even hear him hardly. He's not a lead singer on yeah. this. Uh, you. It's a cover yeah i'm sorry man yeah yeah (laughs) a couple of those you got a couple of those uh cover song very obscure and i don't understand it just doesn't seem to fit uh, at all Yeah, Uh, like if
1: this was put on like say george made his own rock and roll album or something which i i wouldn't want to listen to no uh uh, this this could have gone on that but here it's just like it's so weird and then to to be like you know what that's the single yeah out of all this there's much better songs to choose from than this so yeah it's a big it's a giant skipper for me i'm i mean yeah i don't despise it or anything i'm just like confused by it yeah i
0: i think so it it, it's a doo-wop song and i like doo-wop music but this is kind of a weird place for it and now, one of the reviews said George would, was looking through his catalog of old favorite songs, and he found a better one for Cloud
1: Nine with Got My Mind Set On You. So yeah, it, it yeah. did work out there. But, And, you know, it's not uncommon. I mean, the album before you talked about Hoagy Carmichael's on there. And yeah. so it's not that uncommon for him to pull some old weird song in there. Right. But is it because it went, it's usually assigned to me when you've got a song like this on your album that you kind of take in a few more weeks (laughs) and maybe written another song or two. Yeah. And that you just were like, eh, screw it. Let's just put this thing on here.
0: Exactly. Well, and why, why even bother with words in the next song? Because you go to Greece, which is an instrumental, but not really an
1: instrumental because there are some words at the end. Now I actually like this song, Dave. I like this Uh one a lot. Um, It's the most George sounding music on the album. Still production wise, you still get these uh, uh, keyboards that I don't think we need. But I love the guitars on this one. And it does sound in place and of the theme of the album. In fact, the most of the theme of the album. Like it feels like a relaxing kind of on vacation track kind of kind of a light and and but in a in a kind of fun like oh we're traveling kind of way and then all of the lyrics are very silly like little puns (laughs) and stuff yeah so it's like for instance hole in my socrates (laughs) is one of the lyrics (laughs) i came acropolis Mm. Uh, so it's like stuff about greece and the greece air left side of turkey nowhere near fiji sort of like oh we're traveling to Greece so I like it I think I mean there isn't very much lyrics to it but the lyrics that are there are kind of like light and fun and you know it is the it's that it's that we're looking for some fun and some whimsicalness in this album we finally get it four tracks in
0: yeah right right I like the guitar playing as you mentioned there's some good uh doubling double tracking on his guitar or kind of playing in thirds or playing in different intervals it sounds nice uh, at first, I'm I was a little put off by the extreme synths and keyboards with the dee 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 yeah the patches, but it it's okay and I I it's catchy. I think it's a very catchy tune and fun. So to me, it works for what it is. It's not trying to. I don't think it's trying to be very serious. It's just a
1: yeah a chance to play. Yeah. So so this tune is a thumbs up for me. Yeah. And works. I'll give it to you. Barely. Barely. I, <laughs> I mean there is some there is some like I said the keyboard stuff I I, I could do without. Yeah. Um now Dave title track last song um, of the first side. Now we had been saying Tropo for many <laughs> years too. We I don't know why we didn't we didn't get Tropo. Yeah. Oh yeah, tropical Tropo. But um, we apologize I wonder, for. That. I wonder if other people have said tropo before, mm-hmm. just read it and not not uh, listen to this particular song. I know it was always a skipper for me. <laughs> um, now listen to this a lot, and I'm so in the uh, movie The Little Mermaid, uh, Sebastian the crab. Uh sings under the sea to Ariel and uses all this uh the fruit bat type of stuff. <laughs> um that really works because that's a cartoon crab, but I'm not sure if it works for an English yogi gardener to be doing a faux calypso Jamaican thing. Um, it's so <laughs> off-putting to me. I just really do not like this song and never have because of this live in no city he smile mucho in a sunshine but sung by george harrison it's just like yeah not i mean it's an attempt to do what i was saying he should do which is like do this authentic sounding thing i guess but it just to me it fails on every <laughs> box this song thumbs way down for me <laughs> don't like it what's no. your take on gone Tropo?
0: It's this is another one of those songs that was on the Dark Horse set,
1: that, mm-hmm. and
0: I I was I, I found it to be a skipper because I thought it was boring. I, I found it was just monotonous after a while. Well, there's a
1: Glockenspiel lick that go yeah over yeah. and over and very loud, it's just yes. sort of like ugh, it's annoying to me. It is, and the acoustic guitar st- stinks. <laughs> The drums are going haywire. off
0: yeah, the- they are. Too. They
1: are. Which is like, what is going on here? I just don't. <laughs> I don't get any of the choices made on this.
0: No, if I had to say anything was redeeming, I do like the chorus. I think it's a catchy. In terms of music, uh, I think it's kind of catchy with the do 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 contrapo do do do, do 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 yeah like yeah. you know I gone, yeah. But I don't like the. The faux Caribbean lyrics. No. Yeah. Plant, plant me in the in heliconia. No thank, meeting the peoples. Wake, wake, rue, ida, de papaya. Much hot, not much on the body. Uh, yeah. Sung by no. George. It's kind of cringy.
1: Yeah, it's very cringy to me. But the only line I like is the line brown skin and very appealing. Yeah, I, it just doesn't work for me for many reasons. Yeah. I don't like any of the music. I don't like the vocal. I don't like the lyrics being, you know, faux Jamaican. I just, yeah. I, so, I and that's the centerpiece of this album. Yeah. Thumbs way down. And I know Chris. we're going to, this is probably the track, if anything, people are going to be like, what are you talking about? That track's great. I'm like, yeah. no, no, no <laughs> it isn't.
0: No, it's kind of a skipper. It's so, a skipper. I don't like it. We flip the record over and we get a mystical one, which also, is, as you mentioned at the beginning, is the only bonus cut you get on the album, which is an acoustic version. That's quite a bit longer with some talking, yeah. uh, but you get mystical one and we have, yeah, the, I guess it's not a George Harrison album if it doesn't have some kind of a philosophical mysticism type song on it. And so we get that here.
1: Yeah, I, I I I like this song. Uh, the lyrics once again are good and and sort of fit in the album. And it is a song about finding himself, and particularly the the that mystical one I knew is returned. So it's sort of like, um, you know, finding peace with himself and everything. But here's the song where we're talking about that, but then we get this sort of driving pace for it. Yeah, but so still, once again, and this way, on this one, we get a demo version. So I'm listening to the demo version. I'm like, this is what it should have been more yeah. like. Is just like George singing and playing <laughs> in a more natural way, but not and not so much of this sort of like, you know, driving pace. Not that the driving pace sounds terrible or anything. No, on this one, but but I just you know, beautiful feeling. In my soul what beautiful feeling
0: <laughs> I think I've hit it what's what the problem is with a lot of the songs we've talked about so far it's a mismatch yeah uh, between between the lyrics and the musical choices that just yeah are off they don't yeah. seem to work in, in this one I really do like the lyrics actually because it, it's George probably at this time you know John had just been killed and and looking back at his life at that time and some of the lyrics of uh the mystical one I knew is returned lulling me with those rain cloud eyes taking me melting my heart away for Olivia probably yeah and sounds I've about,
1: heard like hummingbirds in a dream that's yeah like a, it's a nice that's a nice little image yeah, yeah. so yeah,
0: yeah so there's some good good words here it just
1: doesn't and then you yeah gather, the beat is the, the
0: music's off
1: yes somehow, yeah but it's a mild thumbs up to me, just because I like uh, um, I do, I do like the demo too, and yeah. I think that that song, the bones of the song, are good. Mm-hmm. Um, now the next track, "Unknown Delight," I think is probably the on best song in the album to me. I yeah. think way back when when we didn't, I don't know if it was an underrated George or a George best vocals or one of those. This this song came up in a previous episode. I like the lead vocal here a lot. Just uh, compare this to you know in Greece we talked about it, which I do like, but you can barely hear him in Greece. He's kind of mumbling, but this one it's really (laughs) highlighting the vocal and really bringing it out. Um, Decent arrangement. The solo is like subdued in a nice way. Not too many histrionics or anything (laughs) like that. This is a song about Danny because
0: it's child. The last lyrics here. who have eyes will clearly see and no one could disagree a treasure of the world, a child watching
1: it grow and oh. with all the love will bring unknown delight. Um, the drums are a little busy in places and <laughs> keys are still there, but they're more in the background probably could do without those. altogether. Yeah. Um, and then once again, odd backup vocals kind of <laughs> delight. <laughs> you got Willie green again here. Oh, it's like, uh, no right with the lady coming in
0: yeah Um, you've got three background singers on this one yeah and then a very
1: very very long fade out on this one yeah yeah so you like this song
0: i do overall i think it it, it, to me it's too long uh it it could it's it's a slow long fade out too yeah with not much happening so I think it probably could have been pulled a little bit earlier but I like the lyrics and I like the tune guitar sounds good on here and uh, yeah there's it's interesting the players on here we've got Jim Keltner on drums Willie Weeks on bass uh, Gary Brooker on synth and then uh, you've got George on the other stuff there and I'll, and then the background vocals so I, I think this one stands out is this pleading, George? A little bit.
1: A little bit. A little yeah. bit.
0: Ernest George. Not
1: as bad as some other ones here. That
0: come no. Out, um, so yeah, decent yeah. thumbs up, I'd say, for Unknown Delight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next up. <laughs> now clear the clear the room, <laughs> damn
1: Get the kids out of the room for this. <laughs> this is one of the weirdest songs. A weird bad song. I yeah. Think yeah uh the absolute worst of the production goes on this one this. what is with this vox box thing because <laughs> we get all of the lyrics the, we get all the lyrics sung by george yeah but we also get it sung by george through the vox box and then equally sung by all of the backup singers it sounds like we're all one big giant chorus yeah um and and then you get the that bad bass sound just all over this <laughs> the keyboard lay stuff drums are weak uh and then the uh, the lyrics too are nothing special uh, no. guy baby don't run away my love and then the the in the in the uh verses he is sort of remembering when they met on a boat or something <laughs> and they rhyme c and c s-e-a Whoa. and s e what a clever Trick there, so it's a real dud for me. It's a real i stinker.
0: This is, I think, probably the worst song on the album. Uh, it's it's trying to be a ballad that doesn't work, it's too too comp trying to be too complicated, or there's too much going on, and it's
1: yeah,
0: it doesn't have a hook. That's the problem. It's got a lot of production on it, as you mentioned, got a couple synthesis actually. There's no guitars on this track. Maybe that's part of the problem too. It's all synthesized. You got Mike Moran on bass, synthesizer, keyboard, and synthesizer. You have yeah. George on lead vocal, backing vocal, and synthesizer. So there's no real bass either. That's the, the 80s bass and yeah. then percussion and backing vocals. So in the sea. Yeah. This is yeah. weird
1: stuff like that where it's like what this, the backup singers coming so present there like yeah. like are you the lead singer now what's going on you know yeah a, a very confusing song and just like and and tr- a trite thing of like oh we met when we met your eyes were nice and stuff and we <laughs> fell in love and then now please don't run away yeah great great lyrics there yeah yeah so and i just don't think it fits with the rest of this st- i mean just being on a boat i guess yeah <laughs> the, the idea of the album but yeah i i'm i'm a ugh,
0: no like it. dud dud
1: yeah all right so
0: dream away from the film time bandits have you seen time bandits
1: well i was gonna say dave i i watched that a lot as a kid Uh ah. uh because we had it on video disc now this is even before definitely before dvds but also before Laser discs. Ooh. It was a video disc which was like a record. Oh, you I remember put this. in this like machine. Yeah. And then you'd have to flip it halfway through it <laughs> just like a regular record. Yeah. Um, and we had this was one of the movies we had, so I saw it many times. Hmm. Um, do you remember this song? Not really. Oh, <laughs> not really. And I know it was specifically written for the um movie, but they didn't put it on the soundtrack. And I guess George and uh the director of the movies, uh, the one um uh Monty Python guy, Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam, yeah. And that they weren't getting along because he he wrote this music and he was didn't want to use any of it. So it ends up being played over the uh credits of the of the movie as the as the movie ends. So the the song, knowing it was written for time bandits improves it a little bit and that there's some some of this weird stuff about tumbling through a thousand centuries and and uh stuff stuff like that but wait wait i'm interested in your take on this tune yeah i'm gonna say it's
0: an earworm that it's extremely catchy especially the made-up lyrics which don't really have any they're not worried Orion, oh, I a yeah. Orion, oh, I a yeah. Orion, oh, I a yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually kind of like this song in a weird way. I like the guitar yeah. playing, I think, like the slide. There's a lot of really good slide playing on it. Yeah, and it's uh, it's catchy, a little bit a couple, trite,
1: trite in places. Yeah. yeah, well, a couple of the lyrics stand out the greedy feeling, wheeling, dealing. Yeah, it's sort of like, oh, that's classic George. Sort of, it is,
0: it is, <laughs> and then you've got an in, out, hot, cold, up, down, young, old. What a lot to do sharing a dream with you at the end!
1: Yeah, and it is called Dream Away, and it's and the, so the lyrics being sort of made up words mixed with the, sort of a jumbled sort of what's happening. Yeah, and the song makes sense because yeah. it's a dream, so so. Um, and I, I, but I think that the thing that, oh, and once again, there's very loud backup singers in this. Yeah,
0: too many. There's three, including Billy Preston, who appears on that.
1: Yeah. But that said, I do think George's voice sounds so good on this that it sort of, it's not my favorite song or anything like that, but I, I, I like, I give it a, I give it a sort of a thumbs up, kind of like a semi thumbs up, a semi thumbs up for that (laughs) one. So yeah we're not doing so
0: bad at this point with the last few tracks no i think what makes it stand out is it's one of the few fast songs that's really upbeat yeah there's particularly on the second side on the second side which has a couple of slow dreary ones so oh oh like well like what's coming next (laughs) the last song what a way to end this album
1: yeah talk about pleading George here of course, in the album proper here, we get this slow gloomy song completely out of place with the vibe of the rest of the album circles circles. Is this a good song? Dave?
0: I think we all listened to it. I, I knew that it was an old song and it went back to the white album days. And now, you know, when the, when they released the white album set back in uh, 2018 we got the demo of this the Isher demo mm-hmm. and it's a dreary dismal kind of song uh, I don't find much attractive about it uh, it's yeah it just doesn't I don't know it's, it's like gloomy chords
1: and yeah. I don't know it's just kind of sour yeah i just don't understand the inclusion of this song on this album it just doesn't fit any of the vibe of the the whole rest of it's, sp- it's supposedly so upbeat and uplifting and you know wake up my love and i really love you and you know even gone trapo. unknown delight and all that yeah. and even gone and we get this super gloomy maybe if they'd started with that's the way it goes maybe if circles was sort of like on side of a and then we and then we get a little more uplifting towards the second uh half of the album then maybe i'd i'd be into the inclusion of it on this but it just it sounds so out of place with the rest of the album and i I almost can't even judge it it doesn't sound like it fits here i do like his slide guitar on it i like billy preston's on piano on this so yep Got some bluesy um, licks on the yeah. yeah, so some Billy stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it's a real weird, weird, weird ending to a weird album with yeah. weird choices. <laughs> so I was
0: thinking, would would you? What if you swapped circles and grease? If you ended with grease, or I don't know, if that would be what would be a better ending track if you're gonna pick any of these?
1: Oh, uh, geez. Maybe mystical one, just because it's mm-hmm. like the oh, I found myself. You know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. we have to... to rearrange. And the the thing is, I so there's a David Bowie album called Never Let Me Down. That is a thumbs way down kind <laughs> of album, mostly because of the production. Now, a couple of years ago, they released a box set where they did a complete not just remix but a uh, re-recording like it took some of the people who had played with Bowie and they put different track backing tracks on some of the tunes and and stripped off some of the terrible production <laughs> on some of the tunes this album could use something like that yeah it, a full remix a full like rethinking where we keep all of george's vocals we keep all of george's guitars but we you know kind <laughs> of do away with a lot of the rest of the production of I mean uh will that ever happen no but i i think that that is the only thing that could make this to be a something that i'm gonna want to go back to a lot right yeah
0: exactly uh, when i was listening to it a lot this week it just uh, has kind of a lifeless feel to a lot of it the this production is, is flat or something is just I don't know doesn't get going or just uh, like and I think a lot of it is the way that George is mixed in there yeah that he's he's always second he's almost secondary to everything else going on and that's part of the problem and for me yeah it's the way it's it's not focusing on George and then when it does it's not in a good way necessarily when you've got circles the whining George or uh, you've got I really love you well he's not even he hardly sings on that I mean it's yeah yeah just some the combination of the weird production some odd choices I I can see why it, you yeah. don't think of it so now, to, now to, to yeah to that question though
1: is this an underrated album I don't think so. For me, it isn't. But I I understand how people. I think people. What people do is they they want to find these. They want to find like they want to take these albums that haven't been thought about very much. Yeah. And when you examine it, like we examined it deeply this week, and I did find more in it to enjoy than I had thought was there. Yeah, me too. But that that does not make up to me for the massive amount of errors of judgment (laughs) and and odd choices in the production side of it and i don't i completely dismiss this argument about oh it's just a production of the times like get over it (laughs) yeah this is like it's still that's the song i'm listening to you can't you know it's not like and you know i'm i listen to so i listen to i don't know if you know this dave I probably have told you this, but I have Sirius XM. Yep. And pretty much every week I listen to the 80s countdown because I'm a big 80s music fan. I uh, when grew we grew up, up. Yeah. grew up and I would get home from church and want to get home by noon so that I could hear all four hours of the countdown. Mm-hmm. And so I could write down all the countdown. So I'm like really into 80s music. There's so much great 1982 music out there uh, that, and that has the same production available to them as this. So to just say like, eh, it's the production of time and eh, no big deal. No, no, I'm, 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 I am dinging it for the production. And to me, it's like a, uh, on a scale of one to 10, it's probably a five. Yeah. Um, just because I'm not, I'm not going to grab for this record. And particularly in the George catalog, I'm going to dra- grab George Harrison. I'm going to grab 33 and a third. I'm going to grab uh, Cloud all Nine. The early or, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to grab Cloud Nine. I'm going to grab Brainwashed. Yeah. this, this I might grab this before somewhere in England. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just as
0: with the idea of 1982, I was looking at big, here's the Spotify best of rock 1982. And I'll just read the top 10 that are not in any order, but africa by toto hurts so good melon camp eye of the tiger you've got another thing going here i go again white wedding atlantic city by bruce springsteen straight to hell allentown little red corvette okay so yeah in that list there there's
1: yeah uh, there's lots of plenty of like authentic sounding music yeah and stuff with cool keyboards and sounds of the day but you know so I just yeah you know think
0: of think of Africa. I mean, for that's got very synth driven, but it it works somehow. Yeah.
1: Here's what I'll say in that positive: uh, Greece really popped for me this week, and and every time it came up, I was like, oh, I'm, this is this is a song I'd not thought much of, and and now I'm like, ooh, I kind of like that song. And then some of the other ones where there were like production issues, but the like mystical mystical one. Like yeah. oh that's a good song, you know. Whereas before I didn't even think about it. So and then unknown delight of course is great, uh, very yeah. very good song. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So there are a few of these songs have really risen on my rankings, and then your I really love yous and your <laughs> dream uh, your a uh, baby don't run away have sunk to the bottom of my George all time George list.
0: Yeah, I think I would love to see a re-recording of "Wake Up, My Love." If somebody else could do that song, or somebody would reimagine that song, I think, like you say, there's a there's a core, there's a kernel of you know, good lyrics and yeah, you know, good George sounds good. It just needs a different music musical yeah. accompaniment yeah. track. Yeah. So, well,
1: well, we we did it. We've yeah. gone troppo. And- <laughs> So I know we this is usually when I get like particularly one one or two different um, people who who uh, just blast me when it's yeah. <laughs> you know it's like wow, come on Chris uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how can you not like uh, the title track you're an idiot
0: so that's fine we'll see. yeah <laughs> hey know? that's that's the great thing about music is we get to all listen to it and make our own opinions and yeah. talk about it so. This isn't
1: important stuff here, guys, too. No, we not. We're, not. We're, we're all just having a good good time. Exactly. So if exactly. this is your favorite George album, then great. Yes, and if it is your
0: favorite George album, please let us know. Uh, yeah, let any us of know our, what we're missing. Yeah, let us know. Dar, mm-hmm. What what are we not getting about I Really Love You that we uh, need to hear? Is it the, the feat played by Ray Cooper as listed uh-huh. in the credits? Or is it more Willie Green? Oh, that's it. Yeah, there is feet there. <laughs> yeah, right at the beginning.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So anyway, we're glad to have uh, finally gotten our look in at Gone Tropo. Yeah,
1: I'm glad we squeezed it in too, because it's it's uh, one we've talked about over the years. And so I always like revisiting, reimagining, yeah, reanalyzing the album and really thinking about what they were going for, what they were trying to do. And like I said, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. It just didn't, didn't, didn't execution was the the issue here. Yeah, exactly. It's like my football team drew up a good plan, but still lost by two touchdowns. (laughs) Just didn't, you know, just fumbled the ball there and did that. Yeah. So I think that's true. All right. Well, that'll do it for this
0: episode. And I believe our next episode will likely be our gifts episode. That's right. uh, we we uh, I I know you just got a uh, you subscribed to the Beatles store uh, mailing list and so they yeah. just put out their 2022 gifts uh, holiday list so there's some mm-hmm. good stuff we'll talk about on there yeah. and I don't want to get into it now because it's a different <laughs> topic but the Paul McCartney singles collection yeah. that's it's just uh, was announced this past week we're recording on the 13th here of November. Uh, so we'll we'll get into all that and give us your give our opinions on uh, everything in the year so we'll uh, look forward to that and be back at you soon with the holiday gifts episode